for those who know me, I don't like protein shaker balls. I always lose the shaker part. Not to mention the protein shake always comes out lumpy. Having a bulky blender takes up too much room and has too many attachments. Therefore, it sits and takes lots of space in my cabinet. But the BlendJet 2 portable blender is easy and convenient to use. You can make quality smoothies like at a bar at home. BlendJet 2 is portable, so you can blend up a smoothie at work, a protein shake at the gym, or even a margarita on the beach. It's small enough to fit in a cup holder, but powerful enough to blast through tough ingredients like ice and frozen fruit with ease. BlendJet 2 is a whisper quiet, so you can make your morning smoothie without waking up the whole house. BlendJet 2 lasts for 15 plus blends and recharges quickly via USB-C. Plus, best of all, BlendJet 2 cleans itself. Just blend a bit of water with some soap and you're good. BlendJet 2 comes in 30 different colors to choose from. My personal favorite is Walnut, which matches my home decor. No other portable blender on the market comes close to the quality, power, and innovation of the BlendJet 2. They guarantee you'll love it or your money back. Blend anytime, anywhere with the portable BlendJet 2. Portable Blender. Go to blendjet.com and use my code ITTechTalk12 to get 12% off your order as well as two-day shipping. Shop today and get the best deal ever. Hello everyone, welcome to IT Tech Talk. I'm your host, Joel Ward, and with me is Evna. Evna is the founder of Assertive Way. Evna, how are you doing today? I'm great. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. It's been it's a pleasure. How how are you today? Doing good, even better as we chat. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. So, Evna, could you look, we 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 had a little chat. We we sent some emails back and forth, and I, I've got to know you a little bit. Um, and I, I have a little bit of knowledge about you, but my listeners do not. Why don't you give them a little bit about you and what Assertive Way is and what you do? Yeah, absolutely. So I created Assertive Way as a company to help develop assertive communication skills and speaking up skills uh, for professionals. So I work a lot with companies to work and develop these skills, things like not only expressing opinions, but especially disagreement with superiors, uh, sharing negative feedback, delivering negative news, Mm -hmm. uh, being decisive in circumstances that could affect other people. And all these other hard conversations, right? Dealing with with criticism, with with conflict, because any hard conversation that needs to be had, but how to do so in a way that's humane, that's respectful, but you don't hold back either. So that's yeah. the, the other key. So you can't, as a leader or as an individual contributor, whatever your role is, you cannot avoid these hard conversations. But what you can do is have these conversations in a way that's respectful, that's honorable, that's humane, and that's effective and gets the other person to act or change or, or think in a, in a different way and, and accept and listen to what mm-hmm. you have to say as well. So, so that's why. Oh, sorry. So do you work with like HRs and different like leadership roles in a company to make sure that they're that they're speaking to the employees? Well, is that kind of what you do? Yeah, so I I, I work a lot with uh, enterprise resource groups. Okay. Um, and HR. So they're they're very well connected. Mm-hmm. And sometimes within individual teams where a leader is interested in developing uh, these skills in their team. But generally, it's with inter- it's, it starts with enterprise resource groups and then expands within um, the company within, gotcha. within HR. So I saw that you are a Forbes contributor. What does that mean? Uh, oh, that means that uh, that the person writes articles to Forbes. 
Okay. So do you, are you like kind of like you write stuff for like kind of what you're doing in, in the assertive way space? You, you, uh, you do that for Forbes? Yeah. So you just write an article um, for Forbes and, and in that way um, you get some exposure and yeah, so that's how, how it works. Okay. I thought that was very interesting because I, I, I'm a reader of Forbes and I love reading the articles. Um, You know, you, you were, let's back up a little bit. So you got into this space. Why? What made you want to get into this as a career choice? Yeah. So I went through my career. I went through several different positions, mm-hmm. different continents, different roles. And I realized that one of the things, one of the biggest skills that was missing for me, even though I was a hard worker, I was smart, yeah. I had great degrees and all that stuff. Uh, was this ability to speak up in an effective way. And at the beginning, it was pretty okay. I could still get away with just doing my work and not speaking up as much. But as soon as I had that first team, mm-hmm. then things started to fall apart very quickly. And luckily, that's when I also had um, a boss who was my favorite mentor ever, nice. who taught me how to speak up. So he didn't speak up on my behalf ever. But he'd guide me and show me how to speak up for myself, how to speak up for my team, how to speak up for the business, for our clients, for customers in a way that got results. So what what were your previous roles? What did you do in in, before you started a survey? Like you talk about like different roles, different continents. What did you do? Did you you travel a lot, I'm assuming? So I traveled a a little bit. So here's I did all tons of things. I worked with. Uh, manufacturing, so supply chain management. Okay. Um, I worked in management consulting. I worked with uh, pricing, revenue management, uh, planning for mm-hmm. an airline. Um, and yeah, I did all sorts of stuff <laughs> before. So in in those roles, you saw there was need after for like assertive speaking. And, oh, and yes. with with doing these role different roles and traveling all over the place, you saw there was a need for what you're doing now. In all cultures, and and what's it's, it's a universal uh, need. And I see, I noticed two two uh, two pieces of of this equation that were missing. On one end, you had these people that were you know, had great master's degree, mm-hmm. were hardworking, but they weren't speaking up and, and were hidden, and they weren't moving up and they weren't contributing as much as they could. On the other hand, I saw all these really aggressive people and, and leaders who were pushing their way through in a way that wasn't very uh, stimulating or engaging uh, or inclusive with the rest of the team mm-hmm. and didn't make it safe for them to speak up either. And so with those, those two things, it, it was just disastrous, right? You You'd really minimize... Uh, the ability of that the company had to get results from from their people. So I saw something where you uh, a couple of things on your services page where you had something called get promoted fast training and support. What does that mean? Get promoted fast. Is that part of the assertive way, like being assertive to get the roles you want? That's part of it. So there are many reasons why you would speak up and be more assertive at an individual level, getting promoted and fast tracking your mm-hmm. career is one of the most enticing ones, right? So you, people, everybody wants to get go get get ahead in their careers and, and advance quickly. Now, in order to do so, one has to speak up. There mm-hmm. is no other way. It has to be done. Just silently doing their work is not going to get them ahead. And there are many different dimensions 
to do that as well. So that's one aspect of, of a sort of communication, one benefit. Another one, for example, is, is leadership and being effective as, as a leader. Like I said, there's, there are many aggressive leaders out there and there are many leaders that are having a hard time actually getting their, their, their point across to the teams and to their peers and superiors as well. Speaking up to manage up mm-hmm. is critical, right? Speaking up and being assertive to resolve conflict, to bring your full self. Everybody's talking about bringing your full self to work, right? Being authentic, inclusiveness. Well, all of those things require people to be assertive and to speak up yeah. in the right way. And so there's there's many different um, applications, but it also helps build positive and meaningful relationships at work, which is something that people often uh, forget about. And also productivity in lower stress levels and less overwhelm everybody talks about meditation and yoga and all that stuff but they don't think about well let's prevent conflict let's align let's avoid all these assumptions that happen between people by actually having these important conversations Mm -hmm. and when you have these important conversations then a lot of that negativity all of that overthinking that rumination those worries and work that doesn't have to be done (laughs) Yes. which is also very common. All of that gets gets resolved. So I'm looking at your website and, and one of the things that stands out is this pyramid. Self-respect, respect yourself, respectful, respected. Uh, and, and you have the, you have self full and ED, like, you know, respect and respect. So you have all these things. What, talk to me about this pyramid. Tell me, tell me a little bit about this pyramid. What, what came up, what made you come up with this pyramid? Yeah. So that's a great question. Assertive communication, and I think it's really important for, for the audience to understand the, the, the meaning of assertive communication because mm-hmm. it's often misunderstood. Assertive communication is the ability to express oneself. So to say anything that you want to say, you know, disagree, express boundaries, express your rights, your feelings, your wants, yeah. your, your needs, your ideas, all in a way that is, number one, respectful towards others. And number two, anxious free. Mm -hmm. And one of the benefits of assertiveness is that people respect you when you're not assertive, which is let's say when you're, when you're a people pleaser, people don't respect you. If you're passive aggressive, people don't respect you. So assertiveness also allows you to be respected. It allows you to communicate anything you want in a respectful way. And it, most of all, the most important thing is that it allows you to have self-respect because you're not holding back from what you need. You're expressing your needs, your wants, your desires, your dreams, how you want people to interact with you, to engage with you. And that's self-respect. And so when you have a sort of communication, when you know how to speak up assertively, Mm -hmm. you're able to do those three things at once, have self-respect, get people to respect you and be respectful of others. Even if you're going through a difficult situation, a challenging conversation, whatever it Mm -hmm. is. So I see here on the side, it has disagree effect- effectively, ask for what you need and want, get opinions. The list goes on. So what's that list next to this? Is this, is this part of a serve communication? It's a list of things you need in a serve communication? Absolutely. So those are the co- types of conversations where you would be assertive. Mm-hmm. So you don't need to be assertive when you're laying around and talking to someone about your pizza, like what you're eating and casually and having fun. 
But when you have those challenging conversations, and that's what, what the list is about, that's when you need to be assertive, right? That is the, the, the path. And so there's many applications, many situations where you would need to be assertive. And, and those are basically, that's the list. <laughs> those are the situations so, where people struggle the most. So is this podcast, I'm seeing also on your site, there's a podcast. Is that your podcast? That's right. So tell me, talk a little bit about what made you want to start the podcast. Was it to give people more tips and, and help to guide them through? Yeah. So the podcast called Speak Your Mind Unapologetically, as the name suggests, suggests it is about being able to express oneself fully. Mm-hmm. But again, what I what I teach is it is how to do so in the respectful, assertive way. And uh, the podcast includes three types of episodes. So one is, yeah, tips, tricks, strategies on how to speak up in that list of situations that you that you saw, but also interviews with professionals going through kind of dissecting their speaking up experiences Yeah, to show what what happened, what were the fears, what was the result, what worked, what didn't work, and also uh, bring in experts in communication to give uh, views and, and tips on on something that's related. So, for example, um conflict resolution, you know, mediators, mm-hmm. things like that, bring them in to talk a little bit about those things as well. So I, I like the one I actually might tune in uh, after we're done. Hopefully I have some time because I have to get kids off the bus and stuff. But uh, the one that stood out to me the most, and it's on your site, it says how procrastinators think the, procra- the procrastination psychology part one. So talk a little bit about that. What, what, um, how do procrastinators think? And is that part of the assertive communication? Yes. Yeah, so I uh, invited that guest to talk about procrastination because a couple of things. Number one, a lot of people procrastinate hard conversations. Okay. So that was part of the context. Why do people procrastinate certain hard conversations? And sometimes people procrastinate activities mm-hmm. because they would lead to a hard conversation or they think it might lead to a hard conversation, right? So if you get into a project, you know that that project, now you're going to have to deal with this difficult person. And so you procrastinate on getting involved or starting that work or moving forward. Another element of procrastination that has to do with speaking up and being assertive is indecisiveness. Mm-hmm. Right. So indecisiveness is a form of procrastination of making decisions. And it's important to deal with that. So that's what what the um, what Dr. Joseph Ferrari who uh, came to the episode shared uh, is basically what, what is procrastination? Who's a procrastinator? You know, what, what is a chronic procrastinator? And when he talks about the 20% of people globally that are chronic procrastinators and how to overcome that in a way that that works. So okay. yeah, those are the kind of uh, episodes and, and people that I bring in to bring some additional perspective to the show. I, I think it's pretty awesome. Like I, I love meeting fellow podcasters, especially in doing different things. And, and you know, you have some really interesting topics here. And and I'm gonna I'm gonna plug your show into the episode notes so people can check it out. Because uh, I feel like there's a lot of people that listen to my show. And actually, I'm not gonna name a name, uh, but there's someone who listens to my show. And they, they had we had someone on similar who talked about conflicts in the workplace. Um, I can't remember how uh, it was a couple episodes ago, and and they were talking about how to they they come in and they do the exact 
exact same thing how you do almost differently. Uh, but you know, they mentioned to me, and I'm sure they're going to mention it again, uh, how like this will be practical in certain workplaces because there's workplaces that they've been in where like conflict is so relevant and, you know, and people are not like they're going after each other all day. It's, it's, it's in HR. It's, it's in finance. It's in, it's in there. Just every management thing. And, you know, uh, they mentioned to me that, you know, someone like that needs to come in. And, and, you know, at a, at, a, at a level where people understand because we ha- there's so much gossip and, and problems. And, and I'm not going to mention what company is. I'm not going to, I'm not going to bring it up. Uh, I, I'm personally connected with this. Um, but there's so much going on. Whereas like we, we've talked about, it, we've had conversations where on, on a level that, that your skills are that would be perfect for it. But getting someone like you in to under, under that would be like very difficult because people like, um, getting them to sign off on something like that, getting them to agree to have, well, I'm not the problem. I'm not the problem. And, I, and I've heard it so many times in so many different places. And, and so is this person. Uh, whereas I'm not the problem. You all are the problem. The employees are the problem. It's not management's problem. We're just here to dictate what you do. And, and you know, that's a, I, I want to get your take on that. What, is it really their job to dictate what we do? Or is it, is it more along the lines of, we're here to serve everybody. Everybody's here to serve everybody. It's not just a one person show. It's it's definitely not a one. It's not a one person show. It's not a give orders. I mean, that's the old model of leadership, mm-hmm. right? Give orders and everybody follows. But ultimately, here's my view on this. Okay. It is important for leaders to be empathetic, to be thoughtful, to mm-hmm. be kind, to care about their people. Like Simon Sinek, talk, Simon Sinek talks about all the time. At the same time, it's important for leaders to make sure that things are moving on and results are are, are happening, mm-hmm. right? And especially if you're in, in middle management to upper management, that's that's what you need to do. Like you're accountable for the results that you produce uh, for the for the share, shareholder for the stakeholders, and so it's not just the kind, loving, kind, you know nice caring part of the job mm-hmm. there's also this other aspect and the challenge is to get these two things to run smoothly together it's really easy to be super kind thoughtful care bring make everybody happy every day mm-hmm. it's really easy to just tell people what to do and command and say you do it in my way or highway yeah it's really hard to do the two at the same time and that's where i truly believe that assertive communication skills bridge that gap. So, oh, sorry. Can you, what were you trying to say? Yeah, and they bridge the gap two-way, two not only from leadership down, but also from employee up. Okay. It gives both parts. So if you have a bad leader or if your leader has a bad day, you still have the power to to resolve the situation and to, and to have a good day mm-hmm. and, not, and, and be able to be productive and do what you need to do and and still have a good relationship with that manager if you know the assertive communication skills gotcha so if the if the you want to be on equal levels basically right you want to have right. you want to have a good flow where people no matter the bad day or whatever the people are still communicating and 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 bringing their best behaviors and and being assertive on both ends so you want someone who's going to not boss people around but you want someone who's going to give a give assertive behavior but they're also getting assertiveness back so they're not you know 
there's no fights, there's no bad communication. There's just communication that's healthy, correct? That is correct. And you were talking about conflict. There's several studies that show that employees spend hours and hours every week dealing with conflict, Mm -hmm. right? Wasted time dealing with conflict. And that's something else that assertiveness does very well. It helps prevent conflict from happening because a lot of conflict happens either by, again, someone just (laughs) not caring, right? Just not being respectful towards others, but also because of assumptions Mm -hmm. that people make about other people's intentions, about their wants, their needs, what they, their expectations are and what they know about what you want and need and think and don't like. So it, again, it's, it's, it's always a two way street. Yep. It's never a one way street and you need both parties to be making mistakes and, and not to be communicating in the right way for the thing to, to blow up. So I, I also see on here, you have an individual's plan, 10 day challenge. What's that about? Yeah. So I've always tried to engage people to mm-hmm. learn these skills. So like I said, I do believe in the top down approach and the bottom up. And so I do work with a lot of leaders, but also work with individual contributors so that together they can resolve their, their differences and be more effective towards the, whatever goals that they yeah. have. So that is one of the ways to engage with, you know, micro learning content, the, the, the individuals, the employees to learn how to be assertive and likable at the same time, because most people are scared of mm-hmm. speaking up. Because they feel like they're going to be seen as aggressive, as rude. They're going to cause, create enemies. They're going to have people hate them. They're going to lose friends and they're going to have retaliation and backlash as a result of speaking up. And so they don't want to do it. They, they, they just avoid it. They don't think it's the risk is worth it, but that's because they don't know how to do it in the right way. So the, the challenge gives a, a 10 step framework on how to speak up and be liked at the same time. Yes, which I think is really cool that you don't just offer it to like big companies. You offer it to individuals because you know part of me that interest is interested is is that you know offering to individuals means that you offer your professional help to people who really need it on the individual space, not just like businesses. So you're able to help someone who's like, look, I'm dealing with this personally, and, and I just want to get a kind of clear context of what I should do and how I should deflect or assert myself or or disengage the conversation where it's like, I don't feel like I'm being bossed around. I think that's really good that you're offering that to individuals. You know, I, I, I your, your site, I, I'm going to, I'm going to plug your site into there as well, because there's so much, uh, you know, different things that you've got on here that like, is going to, I think it's going to help my listeners and, you know, people who are like interested. So let's, let's talk, let's, let's real quick talk about, you know, the assertive way some more, you know, you have, you know, you, as the front leader of all this, doing all the, you know, speaking stuff, do you have like employees that help you manage this? Or is this just a, is this just you teaching everything? Or, or do you have people like coaches, other coaches that do this as well? Yeah, so that's a good question. Um, I don't have them yet, but I do outsource certain parts of the okay. business um, to help out with, you know, some editing and some other parts of the, of, of getting materials put together and things like that. So I do have that outsourced, uh, but I don't have any full-time employees or, or coaches that work with me um, gotcha. just yet. But in the future, I do intend to expand the number of skills offering that I have. 
and then invite other experts as part of that program as well within a, a standardized uh, framework. Gotcha. Yeah, I was I was just curious because um, it sounds like you you have it pretty well set where you can just do everything yourself. But some some people who do this coaching have like other coaches that they train and then go out and they also uh speak at conferences and stuff. Now with this sort of way, do you bounce around the country a lot? Do you do a lot of travel for like going to different cities and states and stuff and, and speaking at different uh, businesses or, or is it a virtual event kind of thing? What, what do you, how do you do this? Um, I do both, but recently because of COVID, the pandemic, yes. it's been interesting. Companies are really moving to online, right? Okay. A lot of the companies um, that where I do uh, talks and things like that, they have presence in multiple states. Mm-hmm. And so they're always interested in doing online because that way they can get more people to participate. And a lot of people are working from home certain days of the week, right? There's hybrid model, yeah. there are people in different offices, even within the same city or within the country uh, or even international. So it's just a, a much more inclusive way of getting people um, involved and doing mm-hmm. trainings and learnings is online. That's what I've been noticing a lot, which I think it's great because you can still have quite a lot of engagement in the online format uh, because there's so many tools available, right? Polls and questions and things like that. So yeah. you can really much, you can really engage people a lot easier with the breakout rooms and things like that. And, uh, and make sure that a lot more people show up. So uh, the other thing I want to um, bring up though, it, since COVID, that's a good question. Since COVID, um, have you seen a rise in need for your services since uh, there's like been a lot of conflict within the workplace because of like different hiring processes and all that stuff. Have you seen a need for it? Yeah. So it's interesting uh, there. The need is always there and mm-hmm. they pop up here. Like conflict always exists. Difficult conversations are always there, but obviously when uncertainty rises, right. When, when there's a lot of risk, and people are in, in that, you've heard quiet quitting, right? Yeah. It's a term that's coming up a lot, uh, but there's all sorts of things coming up in, in these times. Yes, it's something that is really important right now and can make a lot of difference. When, when the, when the ship is sailing smoothly and there's, there's no winds, everything is fine. It, things are moving along. Uh, but when we have, when we're in a situation where not only um, there's inflation, right? We have, um, a, a lot of companies having a hard time financially. It's tough, right? Layoffs. Yeah. It becomes hard and communication is more important than ever before. Yeah. And, and you know, uh, it, it's been very difficult because I've seen a lot of my friends and, and you know, their businesses and I'll give you a second. I was going to sneeze there. Um, and their businesses struggle throughout the pandemic. And, you know, I think that you know, the, it, it wasn't due to communication. It was due to a lot of different things. But then I've seen these big companies with their hiring processes and stuff. And people are always like angry because, well, my manager wasn't communicating. And I felt very, you know, I wanted to move up. But they told me that there was no place to move up. I think assertive way has an opportunity, especially in this job market, especially in this uh, climate, as it were, where you can go in and you can say, hey, you're feeling underappreciated, but this is what you can do to step up and get yourself appreciated. This is being more assertive, talking talking it out with your managers. I think this has great potential, and I really see this as an application for change in the workplace. So I definitely think what you're doing is is very positive for 
everybody in the job market. And, and I think that once, once we launches on the site, I'm really excited to see what the response is to me. Um, cause I do get emails and, and sometimes, um, text, we have a thing on the site where people can reach out to us and, you know, it's, it's great and all. And sometimes I don't get anything on some certain ones, but I'm hoping I hear some responses and I can share some of your links or the podcast or something where people can um, be able to get a hold of you. Well, we are hitting our time. Uh, so, Ivna, I was really happy to have you on the show. I was really excited. So uh, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. So for all those listening, and I know I've been plugging a lot. I know I'm beating a dead horse at this point, but I I just want to make sure people know that we have a new website and in Evna's information, her bio, her picture, all her links will be on the site in her bio form uh, in the guest page. Uh, You can check it out. You can see her her episode. You can also check out where to listen to it at. Uh, It's at www.ittechtalkpodcast.com. And and you'll be able to get all the information you need. I I really, we really are excited because before we could only put in the Spotify or or Apple or whatever, the the show notes. Now we're able to share all the information with everybody. So you're able to get more information. You're able to get more links. You're able to get, get everything there uh, and, and not just have to read it on a small little page. You can read it on a website or on your phone. It is a mobile friendly site. It is very well to use on the website or on, on um, um, the web. Uh, just check it out. We, we'd love to get your feedback. We love hearing uh, um, everybody's comments and, and uh, responses on the bios and everything that we have on there. Uh, Ivna, thanks again for so much for coming on. Thank you. Thank you.